0: Okay, we're going hi hi everyone welcome episode four of the throne that's with an even number that's an even number but with your host me again jc revis i know you guys are stuck with me it sucks but you're i'm, I'm joined you're joined well you are joined but we, i am joined we, we. we are joined the royal Week. that's right by lou what, what, what should i call you lou louis louise lou's fine lou is cool yeah whatever I'm like lucifer you Fucking devil worshiper? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Lou from Ears One. Uh, are you lead guitar or are you guitar one? What do you guys? Guitar one, I guess. Guitar one. And I never, Ears I never really I...
1: understood the whole like lead and rhythm because you know like people should do both.
0: That's true. What am I doing? Oh, okay, that's true. So, thank you for being here, Lou. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. It was so... a cool
1: twenty-minute drive.
0: <laughs> okay, it's not that bad. It's right off ninety-five, pretty much. But uh, it's funny, because episode three, I had your singer, Ralph. And that was a very good episode. I had a lot of fun, man. So it should be very interesting seeing your perspective of certain Oh yeah, we're going to contradict each other. Maybe <laughs> That's what I thought It'd be fun to have you guys, man, so thank you for coming out.: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what was the last gigs you guys played? Was it Kryptonite? Kryptonite, yeah. Okay, so I was there for that. I
1: don't remember any of it. You were not there for no. That. Like, it no after like eleven o'clock, I, I don't remember anything at all. Just total blackness. Total blackness, and then I remember afterwards, we were gonna meet up at Denny's with you guys at like three in the morning, right? I dipped out. I remember I remember stopping at the Denny's parking lot, throwing up outside of the car, <laughs> and then hopping back in like I'm going home. It's oh, not gonna happen. Jeez, yeah, no. I mean, if you
0: throw up, the fuck are you gonna eat for? That was terrible. Yeah. I mean, uh, what is cool though is Charles came out,
1: your former bass player, right?
0: Yeah, that was cool. Was that a surprise for you? did know
1: he was for, for me, apparently everybody else saw it coming, but I. Well, Ralph yeah, said the yeah. same
0: thing. He didn't see it coming.
1: <sighs> so apparently, I think it was Joe that knew. Yeah, I think Joe picked him up or something. because... Um, yeah, I think so, because I, I think he came out of their car. Oh, shit. Okay, well, that makes yeah, I, think, sense, I think he
0: picked him up. So, uh, as far as your set, man, I I was there. I thought it was sick. I mean, do you remember anything about it? (laughs) No. Like,
1: nothing at all? No, I literally did not remember anything.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, when it came to Kryptonite, we played outside. Uh, I've been uh, talking recently in the last couple shows about how
1: I fucking hate playing outside because that's landing ass stage. Uh. Um, 50-50 because if you get, like, a lot of people outside, it's fucking awesome. Right. Uh, we, we've had it that way too. You know, our first Kryptonite, we played outside and that was when, that was when they had like, they had like an awning. They actually packed it up the the last couple of years. So it seemed like this year's was kind of empty. Yeah. This Kryptonite was a little under, like there wasn't a lot of people as normal for some reason. Yeah, dude. I mean, it wasn't like it was bad weather day or anything. Right? Yeah. Cause I remember last year, like you couldn't find parking. You had to park in like the houses next door and stuff. Like you Shit. couldn't find anything. I I, usually, I think I came out early. I didn't have that big of a, of a deal finding parking last
0: year specifically. That was the first time I played it. But I noticed even last year, there was a lot more people. It was like packed, dude. Like It was a struggle to fucking load up and shit. And I played inside last year. Went on the floor? Yeah, yeah, inside on the floor stage. I don't uh, remember it
1: either. You don't remember last year either? Uh, Did you play the main stage last year? I don't remember. Holy Kry- shit. the is, is the day that. We all get completely trashed. That's the day you guys decided to leave on him? Yeah, that's what. That's where you test the muscle memory. The
0: muscle memory of, of <laughs> what? Oh, oh okay. I mean, the songs and shit. Yeah. I, my muscle memory is garbage, man. I, I tried to play like after drinking like one or two beers at the gate, and I like dropped my sticks like twice in like the same song. It was in like the same part. Cause like the same parking. It was toxicity. Yeah. And so the, the drum football, both times that the shit came around, the, the, the long one where he goes back around for like the two bars, I dropped my stick in the same exact spot, dude. It was garbage, man. I was like, I can never drink.
1: I'll smoke and play a set. I can't drink. I don't know how you do it. That's uh, like, it's it's weird because I'm, I'm pretty good at drinking and playing, but it's usually Joe's. Uh, secret drink that he makes the happy uh, the Joe's ha- secret juice or yeah the happy juice yeah the happy juice yeah like you'll be fine because you won't taste like anything and then you'll be drinking it all day and then by the time set time comes you're like on the fucking moon oh, and fuck. it's just like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing sounds like an edible yeah oh. it's kind of like it's kind of like, basically it's like the edible of alcohol alcoholic edible it hits you slow <laughs> yeah. you don't see that shit coming no and then you you try to you're just like let's time to load up it's like fuck where am I
0: <laughs> like, I've never, uh, I've, re- I've refrained from trying the happy juice, man. I don't know if I could handle it.
1: It's good, just don't <laughs> drink too much. I mean, do you know what's in it? Or is no, that a top secret. It's a top secret. I know it's like gasoline and kerosene and like, <laughs> like everything under to have the have, sun.
0: Uh, I'm gonna have to have Joe on the show, and he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to explain himself, man, because that <laughs> shit is nuclear, dude. It, it's glowing. It was like glowing red and shit. I didn't trust it, man. It That's was good, man. It's it. good though. It tastes like Kool Aid. You would say that. Yeah. (laughs) So how long have you been uh, playing with Iris 1, right? Uh, I started band. You started band in like, no, I'm saying like how long y'all been together since like 14, right? Yeah, something like that. So about four years now.
1: Is this your first band? No, no. I've been in band since I was like in high school, you know, like a little fucking kid. Oh, okay. So what was your first band, dude? My first legitimate band was one called uh, Personal Lie personal life yeah it's like that's like like, emo garbage from like (laughs) 2001 you know oh man
0: yeah that metalcore stuff or like my chemical romance stuff stuff. hey man we've all been there i still listen to them
1: yeah it was it wasn't i mean i wrote like one or two songs in it and like you know it just kind of like faded out was it like middle school or high school yeah it was like like the start of high school you know just kind of like got together and like jammed a couple times didn't play shows or anything just kind of like you know jammed that was that was kind of cool and then um everyone gets started man <laughs> and then I, I started this band called the uh, nightmare of execution with um this guy from kendall like the kendall area yeah okay down south yeah and uh actually my sister was the singer on it she's uh she she knows how to uh, do metal screams and stuff shit yeah but that was also when i was in high school that was cool and how was it playing with your sibling did, did you guys did you guys play out with that band yeah, yeah, we played shows. Oh, okay. Um, so how was that, man? Was it was weird. It, it, it was whatever. It, it doesn't bother me. Like me and my sister, we're close, but we're not like, in our in each other's lives like completely. You know, it's kind of like that relationship where like all, we'll call each other like a couple times and be like, "Hey, you good? Yep. All right, you good? Yep. All right, bye." Uh, yeah, I but, gotcha. Like, yeah, Just you know we're cool. In touch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. But I mean, I don't have
0: any siblings, so I never played in a band with one. Yeah. It seems like it'd be an interesting. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that must be kind of weird with Alex and uh, Brian. That's what I'm
0: saying, dude, because sometimes it gets heated, bro. And it's like you can't say shit because they're related. <laughs> and it's like you're getting into like, family stuff, so it just it gets a little weird. But I don't know. Did it ever
1: become that dynamic with you no, guys? No, never.
0: No? Nah, I mean, like. uh, in every,
1: every single like band or musical product that I've been in, I've always been like the lead songwriter. The chill guy, but also like the lead songwriter. So okay. uh, basically, I'll just come up with a song and be like, here you go. And everybody's like, okay. Right, exactly. (laughs) No one wants to do the work. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to do the work. It's just easier that way, which
0: is fine with me, you know. So when it comes to... Eros One, is that how the situation goes? You're the lead songwriter. Yeah, pretty much. The Roger Waters.
1: Yeah, I, I basically write every song. Okay. Like demo it out. Okay. With, on the computer with interface and drum machines and all that. You stuff. mean composer? Like you write the instrumentation on songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Or about, about lyrics wise. As well? No, lyrics wise, that's all Ralph's. Department. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then obviously he comes up with stuff, and then, but everybody pitches in, but. Yeah, basically just compose a song, write the song, structure it, and all that, like a rough estimate, like, okay, this is the idea, more or less, of what the song should be. Right. And then I send it to everybody, everybody, like, listens to it, gets familiar with it, and then at practice, we hash out if we're going to change anything, if we're going to add parts, or, oh, I'm not really feeling this, let's change it to this, and then, you know, we figure that out, and then I demo it again. And then basically we repeat that process like two or three times until we're all satisfied with the final product right and then we demo it everybody comes in to my my place and everybody demos their parts and then boom song finished we have it demoed that's
0: and pretty sick so is that how the EP went down breaking out
1: no nah, that was that was more like a trial and error type of deal but now now with the newer songs we're we're, uh, we're getting ready to do a second C with a full length Okay. And yeah, but for the for this second round, right? now now that now that I know how like everything works, it's pretty fast. You know, like the, the process, process. The process like is like there. So we we're, we're just like okay, one two three, one two three, one two three, one two three, done. How but, many songs do you guys have like demoed out? Uh, we have around five. That's sick. Yeah. So songs that have never,
0: you guys haven't even. Were they some of the new songs that you played? At yeah, the yeah. Some
1: show? of those new, st- new, st- new songs we played live. That's but, pretty sick. You know, obviously when you see a band play live and you don't know the song, the it, just kinda, yeah, it, it just kind of yeah, it just kind of like flies over your head, like oh that was cool, right, but right? It doesn't really like stick to you unless you like have it. In I know recorded, exactly you know? what you mean.
0: Which is what is so disappointing about playing. So can we have a whole album demoed out that way? And a lot of the songs that we play live that you don't hear on the EP are songs that are going to be on that album. Mm -hmm. so it's it just sucks that songs like that fly over the head because i think some of the stronger songs we have are songs that aren't on the ep so it kind of sucks because i'm sure you guys like your new material right
1: yeah definitely it's definitely a lot different because uh when breaking out like the songs that we're wearing breaking out, those are the songs that we wrote when we just started as a band and you know when you first start as a band you have to be like okay like basically test waters and be and keep everything like really simple
0: yeah, see where everyone's limits are. See it,
1: exactly, but now that like we're more comfortable, I can write more complex stuff, like on guitar, and then uh, joking at a little more complexity on the drums, and it's just it basically brings the music to a whole nother level.
0: Yeah, I think that's sick. And man. it's just
1: I'm just fucking waiting for it to finish that thing so we can record it and be done be done with that because those songs are gonna be freaking amazing. That's
0: exactly how I feel. I mean, I really like uh, "Goodbye for Now," I like the the closer on the EP. I think it's like. I don't know for, for a, uh, like an opening debut EP anything I think it's a badass fucking song with the piano and all the synth and stuff and the, the harmonies I'm I'm jerking off right now but uh, regardless like uh, going back to Breaking Out you said it was kind of simplistic it's crazy because a lot of the songs are catchy as fuck man like even like you as a songwriter obviously everyone's their worst critic and you see them as simplistic but usually simplistic is like that's what catches people surprisingly enough sometimes you know
1: yeah, but uh, a lot of a lot of it had to do with um, basically the choruses, like the melodies and the choruses and yeah. stuff. And a lot of that was put together by Ralph and um, Charles. Charles. Yeah, this, they were they were the ones that came up with a lot of stuff like that. Like I just wrote basically the music. And yeah, then, but like even the breakdowns
0: and shit, like you could see them as like cliche or whatever, but like they're sick and like they're catchy and they catch on and people like that shit. You know what I mean? Even if you didn't mean to, it's a good marketing strategy in yeah. a way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's
0: it's, you guys have a very popular sound right now.
1: (laughs) That's what we're that's what we're hoping for. Definitely.
0: I mean, no, like in the scene, a lot of people dig your shit. Um, Like um, you guys always have a packed uh, house. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like we both talked about how Kryptonite was empty. You guys had a sick crowd, even though you don't remember. it. (laughs) You don't remember. (laughs) I mean, like Ralph was thinking about stage diving type shit. Like, You guys had a good (laughs) crowd for real. I mean, if you could find back video of it, check it out. Is the only instrument you play
1: guitar. No, I'm, I can pretty much play everything to some extent. Really?
0: Yeah. Like saxophone and shit.
1: I could probably figure it out. When oh I was, shit! When I was in um, when I was in high school, I played the clarinet for music class.
0: Oh, I played the clarinet for three years, dude.
1: Yeah, it was. Did you play Hot Cross Buns? No, I played uh the Pink Panther. <laughs> the Pink <laughs> Panther, oh, <man. laughs> dude. dude. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that's so funny, man. but, but yeah, you know like. Once you pretty much figure out how music works, you can pretty much. It's basically just uh, learning the technique of the instrument. Right. Like I, I can play drums fairly well, and I, most of that actually I learned from uh, from Rock Band. Cause, I th- really? you know Yeah, because the Rock Band like teaches you basically how to keep how to yeah. how to keep a beat going. kind
0: Yeah, I guess in a way it does. It's just the way that it's set up. Uh, you're not crossing
1: your arms like you would with the hi hat, you know. Well, if you have like the pro kit that has like the little symbols and stuff, then yeah. But either way, I thought way, that like, was the only Guitar Hero World Tour that had that shit. No, I think uh, like the newest they rock band, came out with the, like a new the newest one rock had, band like, has, yeah, it has like three symbols and stuff.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's different.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely helps a lot because basically it it teach, it trains you to keep like different rhythms in your hands and feet at the same time without. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that's basically where I learned how to do like drum stuff, and yeah, obviously I'm not like the greatest, but of course. Like I, I think I could probably make it in like a basic pop punk band. Oh, okay. I, th- I, I think I could you. do it. Yeah, I could, just I could do it. Keep a nice
0: one too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I mean, you—that is true. You have a—you have to have a basic understanding of how to play an instrument if you're gonna tab it out, right? Because you come up with the drum beats too, right? At least to stay in the D- pocket.
1: Just the the drum feels. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like yeah. The skeletal, uh, some simple. You will probably add a couple kicks and stuff. But yeah, yeah. You, you obviously have to understand. Like I wouldn't be able to tab out something on guitar because I don't really understand chords or like mm-hmm. tabs or um, what is it called scales I don't understand any of that shit I used to know scales you know on the clarinet but yeah. I don't know I just haven't studied music theory in so long that it can't I can't I'd have to sit down and like relearn it
1: yeah it's 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 totally different because obviously like in drums you have notes but it's like
0: there's no like mm. no uh, there's no sharps or flats yeah you know, exactly like, it's just
1: like hi-hat bass yeah. <laughs> drums I mean I know how to
0: read that to an extent it's just like When I see stuff that I don't associate with drums, like I see slurs and shit, and I'm like, how the fuck do you slur on a drum set? (laughs) Just going to like like, wiggle your hand on the snare. (laughs) I don't get it, man. Uh, Is this your favorite instrument to play the guitar then?
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say so.
0: Is that what you've put the most dedication and time into? Yeah, definitely. Who's your biggest inspiration as far as guitar cups?
1: Oh man, that's a good question.
0: Is it? Is it a cliche question? (laughs)
1: I don't know, but I'm actually genuinely interested. Um, I would I would think, I would say my favorite guitarist is probably Jeff Loomis from Arch Enemy Nevermore. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm familiar with Arch Enemy, but but he's like he's in the newer the newer Arch Enemy. Mm. But okay. But yeah, it's like
0: you've been listening to them since like they came out.
1: Uh, not religiously, but you know, okay. I know
0: them. I have like a couple of albums why does he inspire like what what about his style is it that you draw from like in it's the fucking way,
1: sick so? dude it's like super super fast but like really clean and i know when he just like goes off and soloing it's like a bunch of like clever stuff right it's not okay. just, it's just it's not just like shred 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 it's like like oh shit that note right there is kind of cool like you know, it adds like a little little weird dynamic right right, right.
0: yeah i, I noticed like that it's, in, in your guys music as well it's yeah, I, I
1: think I think probably my biggest influence as far as writing music would probably have to be Machine Head. Word? Word. That, that,
0: um, the only album that I've listened to full, fully through is the album you recommended was The Blackening. <laughs> and that's a... I mean, I can see, like, where in your music you can draw some styles from there. I showed Malik that album, too. What you think of that album, dog? It's pretty sick, it was a sick fucking album, man. I'd never heard it. And then I told my cousin about it. He's like... Bro, I told you about that album like
1: four years ago. I, I was like, sorry, dog. Yeah, man, when I was, when I was uh, getting out of high school and then when I was in college and stuff, like, I would sit through class. That's why That's why I fucking got out of college because I didn't learn anything. No, no, I'm kidding. That's bit, that's, I, 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 I got out of college for a different reason. But. <laughs>
0: oh, man, I wouldn't doubt that you
1: didn't learn anything,
0: especially with colleges nowadays. But 10 years ago, that's a different story. No,
1: you know, I would, I would just sit there with headphones and just, like, listen Uh, when i was in college i I had a class for music appreciation
0: interesting
1: which was really cool because like you know it helped me see music in a whole different way but it also ruined a lot of music for me because i'm like 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 for example like pop music and stuff oh yeah it's just like wow this is so fucking basic and shitty like why do people like this yeah and then because
0: that's why because they have short attention spans
1: yeah, that that too. But like, for example, like when I was uh, when I was in music appreciation, that's when I started getting really into like classical music and stuff. I went through a phase of classical music, and I would just listen to it and be like, "God damn, this is insane!" Like, I went to the New World Center in downtown Miami to see uh, this uh, orchestra do like stuff from Vivaldi. Oh, uh, okay, I know Vivaldi. Yeah, and it was freaking like amazing. Like half of the half of the stadium was like asleep. Because really? you know classical music does that to some people, I guess. I guess. But so. I was just like, I was just looking at him like, holy shit! Like, like putting putting this kind of uh, like fill in between this and that, and then seeing like the whole thing go ma- minor all of a sudden. It's kind of like it's, it's fucking mind blowing. Like that's the kind of shit that I look for in music. Yeah, I've never had the privilege of seeing
0: a live orchestra, but that description kind of made me want to look for tickets right now, dude. Because I uh, I found an appreciation for classical music very recently uh through alex uh, the singer of mm-hmm. our band he actually he recommended like shao and uh a few other people uh you know the basics beethoven's ninth and seventh yeah. but yeah man it, uh, i i found a new appreciation for classical music do you know where they do it out here i mean i know probably the broward center for performing arts
1: yeah just like like i said the new world center in uh downtown miami that, downtown. that's basically the only place i know that does it okay and they do like different shits or yeah, they do have you remember mix. what orchestra it was because there's like different
0: ones and. Shit. I don't remember
1: the name dude there's like a bunch of them yeah, but basically no. it's basically like ex-orchestra doing yeah. works by this yeah. composer and you're just like oh I like this composer fuck the orchestra I don't care who the hell they are That's I just want like, to hear them sounds the same yeah. <laughs> 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 they all follow the
0: same fucking book fuck man so how long have you been playing guitar
1: um since like middle school so what's that like how old are you man by the way? I'm 25 I just okay. turned 25 like the day after kryptonite
0: Real, that was your birthday?
1: Last year, Kryptonite was on my birthday. Damn. And I got that's why I don't know if you remember, but I had like a the birthday princess hat on while I was playing. Mm-mm. Maybe I was fucked up, dude. <laughs> 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 I don't remember that shit. But yeah, I had a and then I osk like Oski um, made everybody sing me "Happy Birthday" and shit. It was it was cool. It was a good time. That's fucking sick, dude. I remember that. That's baller. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, how could you? You yeah, have yeah, was seen that picture of me like in the bathtub. Naked with the birthday princess hat? No. It sounds ridiculous, though. Who took it? Uh, um, my uh, The girl I was seeing at that time. Like, the when we got home, I jumped in the shower. And I was just, like, in a fetal position, like, with the hot water with my birthday princess hat on. With the shower? Yeah, with the shower running.
0: That's interesting.
1: That's an interesting position. I've never been that
0: fucked up where I end up in the fetal position in the tub. But I'm sure you must have had an amazing time to get there. Here. Jesus Christ, for real? Oh, my God. You were <laughs> fucked up, dude. That is, that's is—that's like equivalent to the Johnny Cash and the bush eating the cake. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe that's laughs> nah, I love that picture. That's, that's a, a great, great picture. fucking picture, right? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if they have a picture of uh, Elvis on the toilet, you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure
1: that guy was on fucking everything at some point.
0: I don't doubt it. What about evil Knievel? Is he alive? I don't think so. I just think about white dudes wearing the suit with the collar. They're, they're all basically the same. <laughs> Elvis might be evil Knievel. <laughs> For real, you never know.
1: Like Elvis died in a motorcycle accident. Huh. Huh. <laughs> was he jumping over buses by any chance? Yeah,
0: was he, did he happen to be in Arizona? Jumping the Grand Canyon real quick? <laughs> was he on tour? <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, I usually have a, a notebook of stuff, but I'm pretty lit right now. <laughs>
1: you're looking man
0: yeah no it's just one of those days dude um i played at the uh the american rock bar last night with uh lydia can't breathe and Helios, shout out to them for letting us open uh have you ever played there
1: yeah i played there uh, several times that's the place i don't know if you remember the story when uh everybody thought charles had a rifle no what you never heard of that that no dude oh, oh so, all right the so we we're playing there once right and then you know you know how that area is. It's kind of ri- full of like rich snobby people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, we walk out into the parking lot, and Charles has his base in a case in like a bag over his shoulder. And then while uh, while well, well, we're loading into the into the place to play, and then after we play, we're sitting down putting back stuff into the car. And there's like cops outside with like rifles and shit. And then like the people, the bar club owner or whatever, is like, "Hey, don't go outside! Don't go outside! They're looking for somebody with a rifle." And then we put like two and two together. They were looking for, like, a tall black guy with a rifle, and we were like, holy fuck, that was Charles. Like, I guess somebody driving by must have th- thought that, like, his base was a rifle, like, in a bag. They called the cops. So they had, <laughs> so, like, cops so the there So the whole for place real? was, like, on lockdown with, like, people outside, with, like, cops outside with rifles and shit looking what for somebody. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's freaking fantastic. That was the first time
0: you guys played there? No, nah, that was, like, the second time. Jeez, no, nah, I never heard that story, dude. So how long did you guys have to stay there?
1: <laughs> no, nah, not long. It was, like, ten minutes, but it was, it was quite a shock. It was it was pretty
0: funny. I bet in the moment you were kind of tripping out, or were you, like, kind of laughing about it?
1: Yeah, we're like, oh, look, like, holy crap, there's somebody outside with a rifle. We're like, all right, let's not go outside. And then, like, after sitting there talking to it for, like, five minutes, we're like, wait. Wait, Charles, let me see your bag real quick. Put it over your shoulder. Holy shit, that's him. Oh, man, <laughs> <It's> that's. <laughs> That would actually make sense,
0: dude. Yeah. If I saw Charles...
1: We're like like 90% sure like that was it.
0: That has to be it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, what do you think about the place? I I thought it was cool. I don't know how they are with their sound system because the bands that we played with set all that shit up. How are they usually?
1: Um, Every time we've played there... The stage has been in the corner. You saw, like, the corner by the yeah, next yeah, to the, the double doors that has, like, all the stuff what in are it. One of the
0: other members uh, pointed that out, that it used to be in the corner.
1: Yeah, it used to be in the corner. Um, yeah, they always had, like, big speakers and stuff, and they had, like, their own sound system. But I don't know what happened, where now they moved the stage to the center. The middle, right. Yeah, and they don't supply the sound system anymore, I guess. Uh, I don't know, maybe whoever was running the sound system left, and things changed just, like, you know places tend to do. I don't know if you remember if you're familiar with, um, the Travelers Lounge.
0: I've heard of that place, but I've never been there.
1: Yeah, it's basically like a little like a little bar next to a hotel. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There was this guy that that was tight with us named Abraham. He used to work there, and he 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 used to run the like the band nights and run the sound and all of that. Like the
0: Jeff. Yeah, it's basically the Jeff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then uh, he left and then when he left like there was nobody to run sound and no sound so basically that place is kind of dead now. I mean they still have like karaoke nights and, and you know it's still a thriving business but you can you can't really go there and play anymore cuz there's they don't have sound. Yeah, they, they don't really have sound. That sucks. So
0: basically if you go there you'd have to set up your own sound. Yeah. That's it's a cool place though. We had the, uh, Joe's birthday
1: party there. That was a good fucking show. Dude,
0: the thing is um with uh with Alex's setup right now if we really wanted to We could set up our own sound there We have PAs And they have an XR18 It's like an 18 channel interface, dude We, we actually We're working on Miking up our set right now We might record our album that way Because the way we recorded the EP Was on an electric kit mm-hmm. On an Alesis um, It's actually a pretty cool kit The only thing is The fucking bass head went out on it So I can't really use it right now But With the XR18 We might be able to just Mic up the drum set We just got a soundproof Wherever we record
1: Recording drums is really freaking hard, recording live drums. I know. Yeah, it's usually what I do. When, um, How'd you guys do it? Uh, we did it at uh, Arc Sound Studios, because uh, Ralph is tight with one of the guys that owns it. Right, okay. Yeah, so, so you then guys did
0: record live drums for the EP? Yeah, we
1: recorded live drums. How'd
0: that go, man? How many takes was it? Was like Joe clean on it? Um, I'm just curious, because I've never prof-
1: like recorded in a professional studio. Uh, Joe is basically the, uh, when we recorded. That's basically we were one of the few people that first recorded with them. Like we were one of the first ones. Okay. So you know it was still like a lot of like trial and error to because they have more or less like a because they have a good they have a good studio like the the acoustics are right and everything, but obviously it's trying to figure out microphone placement for the drums and stuff like that okay so yeah a lot of it a lot of the first day was just that just trial and yeah, there trial and there, there see yeah see what sounds best, sound. best yeah what sounds best and now uh, when joe records joe records pretty clean but like his major fuck-ups are basically dropping sticks <laughs> that's that's usually that's usually his fuck-ups but other than that he plays pretty clean so yeah Joe's Joe's pretty pretty quick uh recording that's cool, man. Usually like a one, two, three thing.
0: That's always a good thing to have. I, I remember, I mean, I recorded the EP in a couple of takes, but, you know, you're always your worst critic, self-conscious about it. That's why I was curious. How many takes did it take you? Did you record drunk or any kind of thing? No, no, no.
1: We we, all did it so no. we we all recorded fairly quick. Yeah, it was just a matter of getting, Um, actually, I ended up uh, using one of their guitars that they had on in the studio because we couldn't get like a good sound with the stuff that I had at the time. Really? Yeah, cause it it matters obviously, like the cut type of guitar and like the pickups and all that stuff. All that matters for the sound, and I don't know just about with like trying about basically everything I had, like we couldn't get like that sound that we wanted. So yeah, I just ended up using one of their studio ready guitars that they had there, which was fine. What well, was or, the guitar that you used? It's like a Schecter, something or other. I don't know, just like a basic. Did you like it? Not really. It's not not really my kind of guitar, but. You know, I did the job. It sounded nice. Okay. Yeah, you just use it for the sound.
0: Yeah. Why was it that you couldn't get a sound with your guitar? I've never heard of that. Like,
1: yeah, that, that's that's where a lot of live, guitars are. Yeah, yeah, but live and recording is completely different. Cause, is it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's completely different because you know, obviously, guitars sound-wise, guitars and basses, basically any stringed instrument, stringed stru- in, uh, string instrument, right. varies on the sound uh, as far as like um, the type of wood that it has. If the strings are fresh, the kind of pickups that it has, if um, the string is not staying in tune while you're playing, like, there's like a ton of freaking variables. Okay. That all play into the fact
0: of how the guitar ends up sounding. Yeah, the guitar ends up
1: sounding. And uh, when you do it live, when you do it through the amplifier and the speakers, obviously you can play around with it and and mask any imperfections to where it sounds pretty decent. But when you play. at a studio, you're basically just plugging into the interface, and it picks up like exactly what the guitar's putting down. Oh. And it's like, if it's not perfect, like you're gonna hear it. Like, right, if, like if right, the guitar right. like has a little like too much harmonics, and then when you stop playing, you like hear it a little bit. And it's it has a bunch of factors. And at the time, I didn't have like the greatest freaking gear, you know. That makes sense.
0: How long ago was it that you guys started recording it? Because it came out last year, right?
1: I don't know. I don't even remember.
0: I mean, we're in 2018. Now. I I'm think pretty it came, sure it came out, out 2017. You
1: think so? I think it came out late 2016. I I know it took us a year from start it to finish. might have. it might have. I think we recorded it in like like actual recording. It took like maybe like two three months. Mm. Yeah, because like the sessions we were doing were like two three hours, like two or three hour sessions, and it was it's like all so the way empty if you can Oh okay, and gotcha. so we would start recording at like nine o'clock and go home at like two in the morning, and fuck. yeah, it was a pain in the fuck. Yeah, ass, dude.
0: of course, dude, that sucks.
1: But yeah, but a lot of the time was was um, them mixing it and stuff, and you know, obviously, like with the, all the new gear that they have, they have to like try a bunch of stuff to see what they like. Basically, we were like a guinea pig for their for their studio. Yeah, for their studio, but uh, it was it was definitely cool. It came out with, it came out really nice. I I Are enjoyed they- the product.
0: I mean, no, I enjoyed the EP a lot. Uh, I told Roth the same thing. I thought it was sick. Um,
1: are they still around as a studio? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, they're, okay. they're definitely... They're a lot better now. now. They're obviously more comfortable with their equipment and... Are they in the same spot, though? Or yeah, they're in they the upgraded?
0: same spot. That's the, interesting. Okay. So Might have to... Are they on Facebook? Yeah, they're on Give Facebook. Give them a plug, man. Maybe if, they, if,
1: if you like their sound, I'd plug them now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Arc Sound Studios in Kendall... Um, I guess we'll drop a link somewhere. Yeah, yeah, fuck it, dude. We can do that. Fox, <laughs> what is it? Fox what? Arc Sound Studios. Oh,
0: Arc Sound Studios in Kendall, Miami, whatever the fuck. Check them out. Uh, that's sick, man. So one of the questions that I do like to ask everyone here on the show, and you because you've had a lot more gig experience than I have or a couple other people, what's your craziest stage moment that you've had thus far?
1: I, is, I mean uh, that you can
0: remember, <laughs> that you can remember clearly. <laughs> that that oh, would no. help, of course.
1: Craziest on stage moment? Or just nuttiest, man? In your opinion, just like some fucked up shit, you know? Oh uh, well, there there's one that I can think off the top of my head. It was uh, we were playing a show at Churchill's. I don't remember which show it was. Something and always goes
0: wrong at Churchill's.
1: Um, rarely. I've only had like one or two things go wrong ever. I mean, gear wise, for me, I don't know. Yeah, that was, the, that was the day I got the, the amplifier that I'm playing now, which is an EVH 5153. Mm-hmm. And it was the first gig I was playing with it. Interesting. And And uh, at the time, I had like a bunch of pedals and stuff. And then, you know, I plug it in, boom, boom, boom. And then when we start playing, the first song, start, the sound starts cutting in and out. And uh. I'm like, fuck, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? And I didn't even feel, I didn't feel like tracing it, like through the pedals. So I'm like, I'm just hoping it's not the amp. So I just uh, like unplugged the cables from all the pedals and just plugged straight into the amplifier. And it was fine. Just the, use the amp. Just, just straight the amp, the straight amp, and Jeez. then, um, you know, it sounded freaking great, actually. And then from that day on, I was like, you know, fuck all these pedals. I don't need all this shit. Like the amp just sounds great by itself. So that's what I've been doing since. Like, you know, that's the less crazy. gear, the better. Yeah, yeah, dude,
0: For sure, the less you have to carry, the better. So you don't
1: use any kind of foot switches or anything. Anymore? Only a noise gate and a reverb. Wow. Okay. I mean, I don't know what either of those things are. That's <laughs> sick, dude.
2: <laughs> no, I and mean,
1: yeah, in this case, it's just basically, so like the car, it doesn't feedback because when oh. you play really loud, it tends to feedback. Yeah, it's, it just cut, cuts the sound when you are not playing. Interesting, that's cool. But, but like the tone that I have on stage, it's all completely just the amp by itself. That's fucking
0: sick, dude. A lot of people, I mean, both my guitar players, they have a bunch of shit that they use.
1: What's all that stuff for? Is it just adding effects? Yeah, it's just effects or dynamics to the sound and stuff. Like, I think I think all of that stuff's like really cool. But if you're, like, maybe, like, a big artist when you don't have to worry about carrying, it, carrying around. it around and stuff. But as far as, like, you know, if you're in a local band just, you know, gigging every weekend and stuff and it's nothing crazy, you know, just get a nice amplifier that sounds good and that's it. Like, you don't really need all these effects and, like, like nobody gives a shit if you've got, like, a little chorus in this part or a little more reverb on this or you got, like, a wah and shit. Like, nobody, nobody really cares. Like, just... You know? Just keep it basic. It's not really necessary.
0: Mean. I know what you mean. Nowadays, people don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. It's more about the theatrics. And
1: it's more stuff to go more stuff to go wrong.
0: That's true. Yeah, no, there, there's been... That's, that's the one thing, man. One of the challenges about playing, you know, with keyboards and two guitar players who both have pedal boards and this and that. It's like if one little thing goes wrong, it's like the whole... It's, it's almost like everyone gets into like a panic mode, you know? <laughs> it sucks. It's like, oh, fuck. I mean, my first gig... That I played, it was the 30 something anniversary of Churchill's, mm-hmm. uh, before they moved the stage to where it is now, where they had like the bleachers kind of like right in front of the stage, yeah. with like the little canopy and shit. Uh, I'd forgotten a drum key, so like I was freaking the fuck out, dude, cause I couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't my tighten the shit. I couldn't yeah. do shit, dude. So I was like running to my car and shit, and like asking people, do they have a drum key? Everyone said no and shit. And then I get back to my drum set, I just give up, dude. I was like about to just start hitting it with my fingers and uh alex is like yo man you good and i'm like need a drum key dog and like out of nowhere he just like pulls one out (laughs) he's like i knew this would happen and he fucking hands me a drum key i was like dude you're you're a god bro it was crazy dude because i fucked up you ever forgotten anything
1: um not really actually lucky you yeah yeah because like like i said i keep my stuff pretty minimal so that makes sense dude just like, just as long as i got like my power cables and stuff and like like the stuff that i take into gigs is basically just like the cab the the amp head mm-hmm. the guitar the guitar and the, i put my cables in the guitar case right and my little pedal box that has like my noise gate and my tuner on it and that's it it's that's it yeah it's a pretty minimal setup yeah, take, i could nice set up in easy. like five minutes it's so easy
0: yeah, that's pretty easy, man. Uh, I envy that. But fucking Brian, uh, he forgot a guitar once. Because <laughs> we were doing a set, and he thought we are doing another set. So Dave has a seven-string out. at the, It was at the gate. Uh, and Dave has a seven-string out. And he's like, wait, Dave, why do you have your seven-string out? And we're like, we're playing the seven-string songs. he goes, oh, we are? I didn't, I didn't bring my
1: seven-string out We were playing the Cs
0: like, no, man, we're playing, oh, god yeah. So we had to come up with a set
1: on the fucking spot. That, that's happened to me before where um, I've had, um, I, like, now nowadays I only carry one guitar around. We're playing two different tunings or sets are in two different tunings. Finally, you guys have an instrument intermission. I thought we were the only band. <laughs> oh, excuse me, you switch instruments? Yeah, we, um, you know, I used to bring two guitars, but now I, I don't really find it necessary. I just bring one and then tune up and down as needed. Okay obviously like less stuff to carry you play Again. The tuning <laughs> song, huh? yeah i play the tuning song but you know i can tune pretty quick but I've, I've had it where uh we start like a song or something and then i'm like oh fuck i'm in the wrong tuning but then like my uh guitar guitar musical nerd kicks in and i'm like okay i can make it work if i just move everything like half step down and then right. okay it's in key cool and i just play the song like thinking okay what's the next part okay it's here okay just move it up a little bit. And then, like, it sounds fine. Like, I've had to do that maybe, like, twice, like, in every, like, since I've ever played shows. That's fucking
0: difficult. That sounds like it's, like, a, like a brain, like, puzzle.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass when it happens, but, you know, like, but when you get it right, it's just, like, nailed it. Yeah, for <laughs> real, dude. I, I've never been in that situation, but that sounds like uh, it's
0: just, like, when I have to play on, like, a house drum kit or some shit. It's you have to think about it. When I'm playing on my kit, it's just like you said, it's muscle memory.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was basically just fighting against your muscle memory. And yeah. that's like the hardest thing.
0: Oh, man. It's so difficult. It's so difficult. Especially, uh, yeah, when you don't want to fuck up a song and you don't want to stop the song. That's one thing. I've never fucked up to the point where we have to stop playing the song. Never.
1: They'll always keep going. Yeah. No yeah. matter what.
0: Always keep going. Yeah, it's so awkward if you fucking... Uh, I, I've never seen that happen. Have you seen that happen live?
1: I've, I've seen it happen um that's so cringe dude oh i remember one time <laughs> <laughs> so bad. yeah i remember one time we were playing in churchills and then um we we had not to name
0: names dog it's okay you can if you want no 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 it's talking. us it's us it's oh, us. okay it was you guys yeah oh, Our,
1: shit. we we were playing um in churchills and you know the set was going great it, like it was energetic people were digging it and then we had time, time for one more song okay. and then um for some reason i don't know if it was charles or ralph they were like oh let's play nine years and nine years is like our slow ballad song and i was like why the fuck are we gonna play nine years let's play something like heavier like, and they're like no no play nine years and then like for the, like i had like a brain fart and i couldn't remember how to start the fucking song and i, was, and I started playing I'm like oh fuck, those are the wrong notes no no wait wait it said this no fuck, it's not this and i'm like no no just play the just play the other song just play the other song it's like, I just had a brain fart, I guess, in like the panic of like, why the fuck are we ending the energetic set with a ballad? Right. Like, right. yeah, and uh, you know, they still give me shit for it, but you know, whatever. They still give you shit for it to this day? Yeah, it fucking happens, you know. So what song did you guys end up playing? Uh, this song called SEA. Oh, we we okay. don't play that one a lot, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> why don't you guys play Nine Years, man? That sounds cool. I've never heard of it. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't
1: really fit our, it's, it may or may not be on the CD. We're still debating on it, whether to put it in or not. Damn. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it's a cool song, but I think you know, like when you have like a set of songs, it's just like, do you play the really cool songs or do you play the ballad, which is still pretty good. Right. But it doesn't really fit with all the other energetic songs, you know.
0: I know exactly what you mean. There, there's we've had to rearrange sets for that same reason. But if you guys uh, th- do the new guys know that know that song? No, they don't know that song. Man, I was gonna say I need to slide through the band practice so y'all can play that shit, man. <laughs> If you guys aren't gonna put it on the CD and you're never gonna play it live, I want to hear it. That sounds hilarious. I want to hear you botch it, just like you did. That night. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. I mean, how do you remember a song that's not even recorded? Oh, you have it tabbed
1: out? No, no, I just remember it. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you. No, I was playing the right. I was playing the right. I was playing the right and It just wasn't in the right spot. Can you play it right now? Uh, probably. All right, run it. Well, a little bit.
0: Go ahead, man. Live in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Lou from Mirrors One. I don't know. It
1: starts. It starts something like. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Wait. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> Nine years. Is that how it goes? Yeah, you know, something like that, and I was like, and I, for some reason, I always think, like, it's, like, here, and I'm just like, fuck, no, that's wrong, God damn it? Oh, uh, I yeah,
0: right. Yeah, don't Thank worry, you, Louis. Cool.
1: Give a round of applause for Louis in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. We'll add, we'll edit in some round of applause right there. Um, but,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah,
1: so I think, I feel, I feel like that was probably, like, my biggest fuck-up I've ever had, like, really? on, on stage, I think so.
0: That's funny, dude. So why was that not the nuttiest, craziest moment he had on stage? I just just
1: remembered about it.
0: He was was so embarrassed. He originally, the first time around. Man,
1: I don't believe in embarrassment, man. (laughs) Who's perfect, man? Everybody fucks
0: up. Uh, Yeah, that's true, dude. I get get super down on myself when I fucking fuck up, though. It's such a shit feeling. I think it's because, I don't know. I just I hate that shit Cause I see other bands And I'm just like Ah they're garbage (laughs) (laughs) You know But it's just like uh, It's so hypocritical sometimes
1: Yeah but As long as it's not constant You're okay You know like Once in a while You know whatever happens to everybody
0: Exactly yeah I I agree with that But uh, One song That is really cool That I appreciate Off the uh, the, You know the EP Is uh, Tomorrow is not for us I really uh, I really dig that song That's the song you guys are doing the video for right Yeah That song How did that song come about? Please explain the writing process there because that's my probably my favorite song on the, the EP. For
1: that one, I came up with the um, basically with this, I, I came up with all the song arrangement of it except for the main verse riff. Uh, Charles came up with that when we were in practice, like working through the song. Mm-hmm. So you wrote the whole riff for Tomorrow's Not For Us? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wrote yeah, that. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's nice. Yeah, that's but a it's sick it's, riff, man. Love it.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, and then um, Charles and uh, Ralph come up with like the chorus melody and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, this is pretty cool. That's fucking
0: get badass, man. So is it really that separate? You guys don't
1: collaborate on lyrics and, and, and uh, song structure at all? Um, for me, it's hard to write with somebody else. Like, it's, stirring the pot. Yeah, n- n- not so much stirring the pot. It's just that when I hear something in my head, like, I'm like, okay, I want to put it like this. And then when I put it like that... You know, as long as I don't get interrupted in my writing mode, that's fine. Like, I can write something and then give it to somebody else and then they change it. That's fine. But as I'm writing, I want to, like, like, I, I can't do it with somebody else. It has to be, like, me. Like, I have to, like, figure it out myself. No, I, I know <clears> what you mean. Especially, uh, like you said, when you have an idea in your head,
0: it's hard to put it in words. Sometimes you just got to sit there and write it then and there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's hard for me to write with somebody else, like, on the spot. You know, that's why usually when we practice and then we wrap up a song, you're like, Okay, this is it, final. And it's like, okay, let's write another song. It's kinda like, uh. Uh yeah. and, then we, and then we just jam and sometimes like when we jam, like cool riffs come about and then I'll, I'll write a song based on those riffs or stuff like that. But right. like I, I would say like sixty percent of the time we just jam and like nothing happens. Nah. Like I have to and like and if I really if we're like we have like an hour, hour and a half left of practice. And then, like, okay, we need to write something. Then I'll break off from the, the rest of the group and just sit, like, in front of my amp and start, like, figuring things out. And then be like, all right, guys, I got a riff. And then we'll start we'll, we'll start there.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is. That's just how I do. Like, I just got to, like, write something by myself first. And oh, then, but
0: that's cool, man. That's your creative process. Everyone has their own creative process. It's not like, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily sit down and write stuff by myself. I, like collabing with the band and doing stuff in the moment like drum fills and stuff Something sometimes it'll be something that I, I, I do in the moment and then the band after the song will be like hey man you did that fill there keep doing that that sounded good
1: yeah yeah it's usually what we do too yeah. especially when uh, when it comes to writing drums and stuff because like uh, like I'll record something in drums just to have like the feel of what the song should be in that part and then um and then Charles and then uh, Joe will be like no fuck that I'm gonna do this I'm like okay and then he does that and she's like okay that's pretty cool I think uh, like the as far as like the musical band Nazis is me and Joe. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, we're always like slightly bumping heads over stuff, but you know, I never. Obviously, we're we're professional about it. We never get to like a personal attack or a personal right, level. Right. Nothing. Yeah, we're 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 super cool with each other. But so what is it? is it? He doesn't. He wants to change certain riffs. Does he play guitar? Uh, no he doesn't play guitar but uh if we're like writing something you know, he, he gives he gives me pointers when i'm like playing a riff and he's like no 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 put that note here right, and then right. i'm like okay i'll try it and it's it's a 50 50 it happens with both of us like sometimes right, right, like right. what he thinks will sound good we play it and it sounds like garbage and then sometimes what i think sounds good we'll play it and it sounds like garbage you know it's, sometimes like, you gotta yeah, it's like yeah it's like it's like a 50 50 thing every yeah. time we're like oh why don't we do this and then we're like you know like That's that, 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 doesn't, sound do like uh, that okay. doesn't sound like a good idea that doesn't sound like a good idea but let's do it anyway, just to see what it sounds like.
0: Right, right, right. You know? I feel you. Yeah, we've experimented a lot with the ending of uh, Goodbye For Now. Like, um, ha- instead of just having Vince do a piano solo the whole, like, two minutes or whatever, have have, like, Dave and Brian come in, and I'll be, like, on the cymbals. And we've tried a bunch of different, like, stuff, like, to m- make it a little more, I don't know, just, like, not boring as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little not boring, little as, little fuck. Not boring <laughs> as fuck. A little not boring as fuck. Because, you know, like, sometimes, man... Um, the crowd is trying to be hype and shit, you know. And When you're playing at a metal show, sometimes yeah, it, it seems like people don't really like that shit. They really like the short, yeah, the, the, sweet four-minute song, put a breakdown in it, catchy part somewhere, and wow, You have your, your your little gimmick, and then on to the next band with their gimmick. Yeah, that's the
1: thing with uh, writing writing music, especially at a local level. Like, it's you have to keep uh, the listener in mind, because sure, sure, I can go and write you like a fucking progressive ass song like off time and shit like that but who's gonna want to listen to it you know like you have to find the sweet medium between doing something cool that you like but also keeping it like listener friendly for the people that aren't like new music nerds you know such a hard balance yeah it's it's that's that's where that's where it gets challenging like finding the good balance
0: i think it has a lot to do with ego too where people like don't want to stray from their style or uh, they feel like they're kind of like selling out, quote unquote, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, if they try and do something that's marketable. But at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, you're doing sales and marketing. Yeah, it's a job. Exactly. You have to look at it as a way to make a profit, and you're not going to make a profit if no one wants to listen to your shit.
1: Especially but, at a local level. Like if, if it's like, um, for example, I'll use Dream Theater for example. Mm-hmm. Like When Dream Theater started out, they weren't playing shows. They were just straight recording their shit and like distributing it, it out. and putting it out and like listening to something like that like on an mp3 or on a cd like that's cool like you could get into it then right and then know the song to go see it live but if you just go see like if Dream Theater started out like as any local band playing shows live like nobody nobody would give a shit because nobody wants to see them play fucking for 20 minutes for a song that they don't know you know especially if it has like all these fucking weird parts in it but that if it's in sense. a recording it's different because you can like take your time and like re-listen to, yeah, re-listen it. to, it, to it. it yeah re-listen to it and get familiar with it exactly
0: That makes a lot of sense, dude. Uh, And we are um, like a progressive style band, but I I feel like uh, a lot of the songs on the uh, the full length album that we're working on right now, kind of they're not you know all ten minute fucking crazy time signatures and shit. No, I think
1: you guys have a good balance of like keeping it progressive, but also keeping it. Easy, like, listener-friendly. Yeah, yeah listener-friendly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel you on that, man. And that's a very important balance to strike because at the end of the day, we're all trying to make a profit doing this shit. Uh, I think another important thing, too, is really just getting out there and getting out of your area. Yeah, definitely. Because playing the same spots over and over again doesn't matter who you are. Eventually, you're just going to be spinning your wheels in the mud. You know what I mean? you got to venture out at some point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't care if I'm... Um, like, like, for me, where the point... Like, I'm, I'm not trying to get like fucking famous or anything like that you know like if i can write a nice record that i'm proud of and then go tour for like a couple months like i'll be happy there but you know if like somebody like a label or something like that decides to pick it up and like i don't care if i'm making 20 grand a year 20 25 grand a year as long as like i'm out experiencing touring playing having fun that's fine with me you know i don't need it i don't need all the money in the world you know no, I definitely agree it's with it. It's definitely that. for the more more for the experience than for the money. As long as I got enough to like pay my bills, whatever bills I may have. And I can go around touring and having fun. That's that's about it. That's the dream. That's
0: exactly um, where I want to be, to the point where I don't necessarily have to have a job. You know what I mean? Where I can the band can be the job. You just have to find a way to make the income. Uh, and you know, that's why I'm trying to branch out and, and do something like this, like a podcast. So it's just like another Uh, stream or another avenue where I could become something or other. Even if you get a small band band face fan base, (laughs) uh, you could get an advertiser, a single advertiser, and I'm making money doing something that I enjoy doing, which is basically talking shit with my friends. That's basically what podcasts are. And it also gives a chance for other local bands that I appreciate and I dig what they're doing to plug their stuff on whatever platform it may be. You know what I mean? That's really what I started it for, was to plug our shit and then to plug my friend stuff as well. And if I gain some kind of following and for some reason a lot of the bands out here start gaining recognition, dude, maybe like there's like a vice land on like the metal scene in South Florida right now
1: <laughs> You or know, some shit. And it's like we're in it. I don't know.
0: You, you never know what could be fucking possible nowadays, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely difficult because, you know, in the as far as the mainstream goes, like rock music is dead. Sadly, I, I, I've, I've like been
0: in denial about it, but it's really
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking dead, dude. No one's fucking with it. Why do you think that is? Yeah, just, just eat all the cookies you want, producer. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's um, it's just you know, it's just the mainstream. It radically changes just how in the fifties, like in the in the forties, you had like the jazz, and then in the fifties you had like early rock and roll. It just progressively changes, and then. Like right now, the hot thing is probably like the EDM stuff.
0: Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, that a lot of people like going to raves and excision and all that, bullshit. yeah.
1: I I personally can't stand it, but you know, that's just <laughs> me getting old. Like, it'll be like, like how my parents are, you know, like <laughs> they'll be like, oh, this is a music, listen to some real music, yeah, and then put on yeah. like fucking Iron Maiden or something. Like, you know, like <laughs> like, like five, t- like ten years from now, like who knows what the act, like the whole music trick crazy is going to be. Who knows? Maybe rock will make a comeback. That's true.
0: But I feel like um, I don't know, man. I feel like we're in we're in this space right now where everything is so accessible, and people's attention spans are so short just because there's so much content, and it's just like for some for you to sit down and watch something, it has to grab your attention immediately. You know what I mean?
1: Or it that's has the to me be, generation, man.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it seems like, like you said, if anything's off or a little bit weird or longer than six minutes or longer than like a just off just different than the norm people don't want to take the time to check
1: it out or whatever yeah that's unfortunately that's uh, that's the world we live in and sure i could i could go go down to fucking best buy and buy like a shitty mixer and make like some fucking edm yeah. song easy yeah, and like sure. and i'll be you the could. next hot thing but you know like i don't really want to do that Like, it doesn't really for a good example is uh like skrillex yeah like when he was in the from first to last he was in a screamo band, right? Yeah, he was in for first to last. And, you know, when that kind of music was popular, like, they were, oh, they, were one of the, they were one of the heavy hitters.
0: Were they really? Yeah. I've never heard of them.
1: Yeah, they were, well, you're probably not into that era of music. No, <laughs> like but, that. yeah, they, when they, when that, that uh, genre was popular, they were one of the heavy hitters. Interesting. And then, obviously, like, as music evolved and, then, like, dubstep and electronic music started coming out, I guess he probably got, like, the idea of, like, huh. And then he started, I, 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 like, this is, all, this is all me guessing. But uh, speculation, yeah, speculation, allegedly. Allegedly, and I think that's why he got into like the electronic music stuff because obviously he saw that it that was starting take off. Yeah, yeah, it was starting to take off.
0: I mean, it seemed it was a smart move on his part, man. Yeah, definitely. At the man. end of the day, I would, uh, if I could do the same thing, I would. I just don't have the patience to sit down and learn how to use all them shits and Pro Tools and Fruity Loops and all that bullshit. I just, I don't have the patience for it. I barely have the patience to learn how to play the guitar or anything like that, you know. <laughs> um but at the end of the day the motherfucker made a marketing decision and it ended up good for him he's rich yeah. off of like something that's super easy to make man he yeah, can make tracks for the rest of his fucking life doing the same whoobie whoobie stuff at <laughs> the base you know and fuck it man his boy he's on his hustle dog i would be in his position like i said if i could yeah like what i, I like i'm not saying like
1: oh. I, I don't i don't like his music like at all but I you know I, I have younger nothing, i have nothing against them as far as like a person like you right know, he, yeah, he does yeah. what he did what he has to do he, he made good financial decisions for his career and he, he, found he definitely paid money. off yeah, yeah definitely paid
0: off i mean he was he was probably making money with the first band too right if they were really popping like that yeah
1: probably. yeah yeah uh, that's probably what like helped fund his uh whole because Just i always say market him. marketing and like how you present yourself obviously if,
0: yeah, he got the shit on iTunes and stuff, you know. Um, uh, I think, what was the whole, it was that Scary Monsters and Nice Bright song, but was it like in a video or something? Or uh, I have no idea.
1: Maybe like a trailer or some shit, but he popped
0: off like out of nowhere almost. Yeah, because he,
1: he probably had the money and the backing to do so. Yeah, and Dead Mouse too.
0: Yeah. I kind of like Dead Mouse so.
1: though. I don't care, it's all the same to me. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> wait, what about Daft Punk, dude? Daft Punk is cool, I like them. Obviously I'm not crazy about them, but you know, I dig like their music, I, I have no problem with it. I think that clunk's cool, man. Uh, how, how long have we been going, uh, Malik?
0: Dun-dun. 56. 56. All right, man. I think uh, it's just about time to wrap it up. So, Lou, if uh, there's anything you want to plug, dude, thank you for joining me here at The Throne, Episode 4. I'll leave it to you to plug your material. Definitely check out their EP, Breaking Out. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Come see us
0: live. You I guys mean, any, got any shows coming up? Uh, when, is, when does this come out? This comes out if we're checking the calendar. So Ralph's episode is gonna drop uh, this it's Friday. The sixteenth. Oh well, no. Yeah. The sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so that's 16th. that's like the
1: future. Okay. Yeah, the future. Think about uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if any show actually. That's not my department. Oh okay. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah, we have, the yeah, we have different departments as far as the band goes. I just focus on the music. So and your the uh, Instagrams and or Facebooks. Yeah, Instagram is uh, Eros1Band, and Facebook, Eros1, yeah, definitely, We I mean, we're, all, we're always playing shows, typically, like, every weekend or every other weekend.
0: Okay, so, definitely, they can find those dates on your Facebook page, right? Yeah, definitely. Alright, perfect, man, well, thank you, Lou, for joining me, man, I really appreciate it, episode four of The Throne, and uh, I plan on having the whole, or multiple of you guys on at the same time, I think it'd be sick, so... Thank you for yes. joining me, Lou. I appreciate
1: it. Alright, thanks for having
0: me. Bye.